Greetings. This is Sai Shanti, aka the Urban Yogi, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Ciphers new series, My Metaphysics of the Pandemic. In this new series, I will be primarily talking about my personal challenges, my insights, my growth. I will share downloads that I received during the pandemic and I will be sharing the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, all that good stuff. Kind of like a personal archive for me to revert back to when I need to revisit certain information or certain downloads that came about during the challenge. And that's what this uh, pandemic has been for me and I believe um, a lot of people. It's been one challenge after the other. I remember my less enlightened days. I used to believe that the universe, excuse me. I used to believe that the universe was, was conspiring against me because it seemed like no matter what I did, I would always meet with great challenges. And, and and not just one or two challenges. I mean, like it seemed like back to back to back to back back challenges. In hindsight, I can look back on it and see now that I desired a lot. I desired a lot and I was constantly asking for more without being appreciative or showing enough gratitude for what I've already had. That created this cycle of me constantly having to be challenged because the universe is trying to grant me what it is that I'm desiring and, and, and that my greatest energetic alignment was pointing towards in an effort to provide me with that it also had to take some things from me especially because I wasn't showing the gratitude necessary to sustain it anyway so in taking those things from me and creating these new dynamics in my life so I could receive my blessings receive my manifestation receive what I requested on the surface that that looked like and was a lot of challenges, a lot of disruption in my normal life, a lot of metaphysical, supernatural, and paranormal events and activities taking place. And if you're not in alignment with and understand how the universe has to alter your reality to change it. If you're not in alignment with that, you can feel very attacked and singled out and then disconnected. And that's how I felt for many years. But it didn't stop me from pursuing truth and, and pursuing great understanding to heal myself. 
I really love myself. And I, and I really love that at an early age, at a very early age, I immediately started and, and committed um, a life, my life to healing. And along the way, I would share what I've learned about healing with others. And it also gives me a greater insight to the programming that I'm still challenged by the programming that was instilled in me as a child as an adult many of those challenges I'm still I'm still dealing with I'm still trying to figure out a way to master it a way to heal from it or a way to alchemize it three different techniques there and one of the programs that I recall being installed into me that I still wrestle with to this day. When I say wrestle, it's, it's not a struggle. It's more so me weighing options in a very unique way to obtain uh, a solution or to bring it into a clear focus where I can analyze it and break it down more precisely. One of those programs has been feeling other people's emotions. Well, I shouldn't say that was the program. The result of me not being able to effectively shield myself from feeling other people's emotions when I was younger as a young empath, um, one of the things that blocked me from, from doing that effectively was a program that I was under about not showing feelings that uh crying was a sign of weakness um real men don't show emotions you know this this was a a lot of the programming that i was that was instilled in me young you know and it wasn't like some men in black took me into an interrogation room and put me in a chair and you know and, and drilled it in my head like that you can get installs from your environment simply by being in your environment and witnessing certain things occurring and it it has a dramatic effect on you and it starts to shape your psyche it starts to shape your mindset and i grew up in an environment where um emotions were frowned upon but i knew everybody had them because there's been many times where Many of the people who were the, the, the biggest agitators when I was coming up, people who were the biggest agitators of creating this hard hysteria where you're shielding your emotions from people were some of the most emotional people I've ever witnessed. It was just a very interesting dynamic. It was very confusing for a child. It's like, okay, on one hand, you're telling me don't cry, don't show your emotions. That's a sign of weakness. But I've seen you get broken down in many different situations where you are allowing your emotions to to be present and, and to flow from you. So is it a case of do as I say, not as I do? It was. It was very confusing 
like I said, for me growing up when it came to emotions. Now, couple that with me being an empath and me not yet distinguishing which emotions I'm feeling are mine and which emotions I'm, I'm intuitively picking up from other people. And my antenna seemed like it reached a far distance because I would feel emotions from people like in other countries and, and other places, you know, very, very far from me. But I'll hear I'll hear something on the news or see something on the news that's in alignment with a feeling that I have about somebody in Australia or something. And, you know, they had a traumatic event that for some reason I picked up on. I'm feeling that emotion. So when, when I'm watching on the news, it's being confirmed for me and I'm in a very emotional state. I was a very emotional child because I was a highly, highly, highly sensitive child. And many times when we hear the word sensitivity, we're quick to dismiss it with a social baggage type definition. But sensitivity is actually a superpower. It's a very powerful thing where you can pick up on the energy of a thought or a feeling or an event or an emotion and you can feel it in your body and feeling it in your body produces emotions within you that's a very very powerful powerful talent skill and ability that empaths have but we got a lot of misinformation when it comes to defining it, when it comes to decoding it, when it comes to explaining what it is. So one of the things that I've learned to do for myself was to redefine a lot of things that were defined for me by other people. I have no... I have no negative thoughts or energy about anybody in my life who has been a part of a challenge that I may have needed to overcome or need to learn or experience for mastery. You know, I've, I've, I've had bitter feelings and, and, and bitterness towards a lot of people for many years, but I realized that that was just like slowly killing me. Um, anytime you have negative feelings towards someone and they're not aware of those negative feelings, it's just pretty much you just slowly poisoning your system and yourself because that that negative energy that you're that you're through thought projecting onto them is actually deflecting off of them and going right back to you, which means that you're feeling it double time. Because you're, they're not sharing in this negative energy. You're, you're, you're experiencing your negative energy and what you try to project on them. So it's like double. It's very disempowering for empaths to hold energy like that.
it makes you very disconnected from anything that will serve as light or serve as wisdom or healing for you. And it keeps you connected to things to keep you stagnant and pain and hurt and narrow-blinded thinking. And I realized that what was that's what was happening to me. And sometimes answers will come in the most unlikeliest of ways. Because I was a very curious and observant observant child and my third eye was opened up very young, I would see and hear things other people didn't. And I could see how that could be scary for people. I talked to a lot of empaths who have that gift and ability to see things beyond sight. And they have created spells to protect themselves from from that because they didn't want to see it. But at the same time, there's healing that they're trying to manifest is being held up because they're holding on to that not wanting to see or hear things beyond the this physical realm. So it, it, it's, it stagnates them. A lot of our healing is, is buried in our fears. It's buried in our programming. It's buried in our ego. Recently during this pandemic, I found myself experiencing a lot of global energy, a lot of global feelings, a lot of global emotions. How do I know it wasn't mine? Because I spent so many years regulating and getting to know and understanding my own energy that anytime that I have a shift in my energy, it immediately sends me red flags. And I know the power in speaking words out loud. So there many times I if I'm come across this strange feel, whoa, what, what is this I'm up? What is this I'm feeling? Whose emotion is this? Why are you here? Why am I experiencing you? I will confront it like a doorman because like I said, I understand my energy barometer. It's set very well. And because it's set very well. I know when I'm picking up on someone else's energy. And and after years of being not only just picking up on someone's energy, I mean feelings or emotions, but feeling them myself. And and once I feel it, once I feel your 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 hurt and your pain, I'm I'm taking it from you and I'm putting it on myself. So many times just me crying for someone healed them. But it, it started leaving me an archive of emotions that were not mine, that, that, that wasn't mine, that I hadn't healed uh, for myself. I healed from the other person by taking it into myself. So eventually when you start storing all of these other people's emotions and other energies outside of yourself, inside of yourself, it builds a reservoir. And eventually that reservoir is going to um, spill over. And you're going to find yourself experiencing 
tidal wave of emotions that may not all be yours. And you have no idea what's going on. I tell you, and being an empath is, is 24-7 work. It's constant work. It's constant monitoring, monitor, monitoring your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings. I'm confronting them when you need to and commanding them when you have to. And being enlightened enough to know when you should do it in every circumstance. It just took me years to develop doing that. And, and I had to keep working at it. It's not like I learned how to do it and then that was it. No, it's a, it's a constant practice. But I must admit, there's some things that I've done so effectively that I created a default setting. I don't even have to think about it. It just happened automatically. And that's one of the things that I learned to do when it comes to other people's emotions, especially emotions that I know would trigger very deep emotions in myself. I can observe those emotions without actually feeling them. And a true elder empath would understand that that is a form of mastery. But on an earthly level, it can seem very cold-hearted, unfeeling. Um, I remember one time somebody called me an emotional robot. I was a, I was offended by that until I, I stopped and thought about it. And I was like, yeah, it's actually kind of dope. I am an emotional robot. A robot, the way the robots speak and process, they're very in control of their emotions. So it's a very highly paid compliment to me that I know the person meant as an insult. But it's been years, I gotta admit, it's been years since I've had a crack in that defense where something went through the 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 radar without my knowledge and I wound up feeling somebody else's emotion very strongly. It's been years since that happened. Now that doesn't mean that I haven't allowed myself to do it. Cause I had. There's been times where I I I've allowed myself to feel someone's emotions so I can feel exactly what they feeling. So I can communicate to them on an earthly level of understanding. Even if that means that I'm sitting here crying with you so we can both become empowered. I've done that. But aside from that, that's not there hasn't been too many breaches that was uh, beyond my control. So my default setting was strong. I didn't have to sit up there and do spells and... I didn't have to uh, create energy mantras and, and, and practices to protect myself from filling up with people's energy. I, I felt it without being affected by it. I was proud of that. Then the, can't, the pandemic happened. 
I was not prepared <clears throat> because any default setting I had that kept me from feeling people's emotions and energy in a very low vibratory way, that was completely, that shield was completely removed with the uh, COVID virus, coronavirus. Um, and it was, it was very, it kind of, it kind of messed me up for a little bit. Like, whoa, what, what the heck is going on? Because it, it, it was, it was defenses or it was a, it was a, it was a challenge. It was a psychic attack that I hadn't experienced in a while. And yes, this global emotion, these global emotions that we feel in are also riddled with psychic attacks. And some of them are very personalized to specific targets. So if you are an empath who find you, found yourself the beginning of this year or all this year just feeling very drained, feel, feeling very emotionally conflicted, found yourself having to deal with a lot of things from the past that has resurfaced old thoughts, old emotions, old feelings, um, exes, old situations and circumstances, just old stuff that's just like suddenly just reappearing again. Well, there's a reason for that. We're in 2020. 2020 has so many different metaphysical meanings. This, this, this dope. It's, it's also very ancient. It's very powerful and it's very, very wise. One of the meanings of 2020 this year is uh, the yin and the yang, the opposites, the day, the night, working in harmony as one. War is harmony. If you really think about it, this war between good and evil, light and darkness, it has a certain harmony to it. And the conflict is actually pretty, pretty powerful. Put a pen in there, I'm going to revisit that. But 2020, I imagine 2020 being like the figure eight. Which is why if you've seen a poster for this show, that's why the Ouroboros is on, on there. It's a very powerful alchemical symbol, but it's also a very powerful tool for self-examination and self-development that I use to understand certain things, certain lessons, certain events, uh, certain feelings and emotions that I had have that can feel overwhelming or overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, because uh, I don't mind being overwhelmed. 
being overwhelmed is a form of abundance for me because many times I, I'm able to navigate through that overwhelming energy and it makes me strong. It's like swimming against the, the current to make myself stronger. It doesn't always work. Sometimes I, I go under, almost drown. But just me being an alchemist and on a path of committed, life committed, self-mastery, I understand that sometimes you got to do experiments like that. You got to do, you got to do things that you're going to fail at just so you can succeed. So I don't mind, I haven't mind, and I don't mind that energy of being overwhelmed. When I felt that energy of being overwhelmed with global emotions, and I knew immediately, I knew immediately that it wasn't, these feelings were not mine. Because some of these thoughts I haven't thought before, but they're popping in my head for the first time, and I'm having a very strong emotional attachment to it. I know that ain't, that's not mine. So once I realized, oh, snap. I'm I'm feeling the world's emotions. How did that happen? So that was like a, a very <laughs> that was a very exciting phenomenon for me. But I could see how it could how it could break other people down and it could be perceived and uh, received in a very negative way, cause I, it, it was heavy, and I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna lie and say that it didn't bring me down to one knee while I was trying to push all that weight up off, because it did. It, it was brutal, and I, I've, I've heard stories, I've seen stories, and I witnessed events where I've seen how the weight of that energy has crushed many people empaths I'm talking about it's crushed many empaths and it caused them to make very rash decisions that will have a lot of repercussions behind it that they'll be dealing with for the rest of the year sometime the rest of their life because the energy was just magnified that much this year with this pandemic. Very interesting. But because of the magnitude of the challenge, it quickly, it quickly pulled me out of the trying to save everybody business. See, before I could I could navigate those trouble, I could navigate my troubled waters and reach out and give you a hand. And I was strong enough to carry us both and make sure we both don't get pulled under. But this wave of this pandemic is a much different energy. And it requires me to completely focus on just my navigation through it. 
So my my normal way that I would extend myself to assist other people have been has been very minimal this year. I pretty much retired from the mindset coaching. That was in December. This year I'm on a whole nother path because I'm dealing with a whole nother energy. So with all that being said, I'm going to say something that may offend some people, but understand this is my truth. And my truth is the coronavirus pandemic is as deadly and as powerful and as disruptive as it was created such a game-changing glitch in this reality that for me it's one of the best things that could have ever happened because I've been gearing up for how how to adopt how to adapt to a world that's no longer the same world that you was living in just the day before i've been preparing for this for many many years many years if not all my life because think about that think about that for a minute you 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 grew up in a world that was one way for a long time Racism isn't new. You know, uh, police killing black men, none of that phenomenon is new. Uh, Civil unrest, that's not new. Protesting, that's not new. All of these things that have never left or have revisited us this year is, is doing so in such a magnified increased way that it forced our world the whole world to change overnight completely changed the whole world i remember when i first got the download that this was going to happen in september last year when i first got the, the download even though I didn't know exactly, I didn't know the specifics of what it was going to be, but I knew it was going to affect the whole world. I was shown that, but I was also shown because it's going to affect the whole world, it's going to shift everyone's thinking. It's going to shift everyone's um, focus. It's going to shift everyone's momentum. It, it, everything is just going to change. It's, 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 it's a complete shakeup. Those at the top have fallen down the bottom. Those at the bottom are being slid up to the top. It's it's like the seesaw just went crazy for a minute. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's a lot of crazy things that are very explainable that's happening right now. If I could have just recorded my thoughts every day 
since the pandemic started. Yeah, you would have heard some very interesting things because I've, I've had some very amazing and interesting downloads I've never had before that I can't always speak about because once you download it, then I start running the program, which means when I first got the download of this global paradigm shift that was going to affect the whole world, I immediately started to do self-work, self-evaluation, kind of like a, I gave my car a tune-up before I made a long journey. You know, I'm packing up to navigate through something, and I have no idea what it is. That was exciting for me and exhilarating and also a little scary. I didn't know what was going to happen. But intuitively, I started knowing how to prepare for it. And one of the things that I revisited in my spiritual tool belt inventory was observing people's emotions without feeling them, without being connected to them and affected by them. That was the first thing that went. Last time I checked, it was it was good, it was strong, you know, okay, cool. When I checked it again, it was it was gone. There was no evidence of it. So all I got overwhelmed with all these emotions. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. Let me start swimming through these and navigating through them and, and seeing what's 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 going on in the world, how people are really feeling. Because what you see on TV and what you hear about in the news isn't the totality of how people are feeling. It's a result of how people are feeling. But I started investigating the source of it. Why are you feeling that way? And I mean, it's just going deeper than, than you've ever gone before because the magnitude of this paradigm shift opened up doors that were closed before that now you can go in and you can get information you didn't have before. So I found myself exploring these emotions on a very deep and intimate level and it's, it's, it's deeper than I've ever went, even with my own emotions. And I started having understanding I didn't have before. I had enlightenment I didn't have before. And I started seeing and feeling the energy of everything that was current in the world. I, I felt the energy of it, the feelings behind it, but most importantly, I was seeing the source of it, the, the true source, not the historical source of it, the etheric source of it. And I said, wow. This is, this is very powerful to watch. This is very... 
it's like the veil between our reality and the ethers were pulled back with this pandemic. And I thought I was seeing a lot, but I was just watching the stage performance. The pandemic opened up the back curtain, so now I got to see all the cat, the, the crew and the director and all the the props and the, the equipment that it took to put that performance on. So being able to be to 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 see beyond, to feel beyond the earthly feelings of the emotions and get down to the source of it started happening so frequently that it opened up my reservoir but it also attracted more challenges for me so the more that I mastered it the more that I overcame it the more it would uh, uh, attract to me because I'm in a completely different alignment than most of the negative energy that's attached to this pandemic. I'm in a completely different space with it. Yes, I recognize that It's also a very sensitive time. People feelings are at a all time high sensitivity because it's a very interesting dynamic that's going on right now. Again, 2020, that's a mirror. So while while empaths are feeling everyone's emotions which is attaching itself to their own emotions and causing a lot of inner conflict and a lot of challenges in their lives while that's happening on one end to the empaths to the non-empaths what they are experiencing is the empath's ability for sensitivity. And because they don't have the impact, the empathic know-how or intuitiveness to, to deal with it, they project it outwardly. See, empath feels that hurt, that pain, and they internalize it. It's like they'll infect themselves so they can figure out a cure to heal themselves from it and thus be able to create a vaccine to help other people who was affected by it. That's how an empath deals with pain, suffering, and anger and Let's say very powerful, low vibratory energy. Most empaths do. Some empaths are uh, more skilled than others, and they can actually take that energy and immediately alchemize it into medicine and shoot it right back to the source and heal the source. It's true mastery. Other empaths are 
dramatically affected by it, it throws them off of their square, creates a lot of chaos in their life. And they just keep them stagnant in that one challenge because that challenge is so great. It just, that becomes a whole story of their life, that one challenge. And all the little challenges that one big challenge attracted into them, into their life. So just sit back and witnessing that, seeing how everybody's sensitive level, sensitivity level has reached an all-time high. That's called shadow empathing. And anytime um, um, an empath, a powerful empath, is not just a receiver, they're also a transmitter. So just like they can feel other people's emotions and low vibratory energy and hurt and pain, fears and worries, um, they can also transmit their ability to do so to that person. And that person dealing with this new energy, never having to deal with it before is very uh, alarming and it could cause them to act out of character immediately. It's, it's kind of like sneaking up on someone who's who's just chilling and, and ah, scaring them. That's what this shadow empathing is doing to a lot of non-empaths. A lot of non-empaths who are experiencing shadow empath abilities are having a lot of pro prophetic dreams. They're, be, they're, they're being able to intuit some things. They're being able to hear and see things they never experienced before. And a lot of people are dealing with it a lot of different ways. Some dealing with it where it's helping them. Some people deal with it how it's harming them. Some people are dealing with it to help other people. Some are doing it to harm other people. But something's guaranteed to happen because it's brand new energy. And it's being magnified because it's, it's doubled. It's mirrored. Or it's the past and the present come together. The Ouroboros of the tail uh, of the uh, serpent or the snake or the dragon swallowing his tail is so powerful to me because I decode it as the head of your past. I, uh, the head of your future is swallowing the tail of your past to create your present. And if you can really grasp what I'm saying, you can you can see why that symbol is so powerful and what it can means to what it could mean to your self-development, your self-mastery. Your future self is your is the only self that can visit your past. <clears throat> Think about that for a minute. Your future self is the only self 
they can visit your past. The past can't revisit the past because the past is in alignment and oneness with the past. Your present self experiences the effects of the past, but it it, it doesn't it it doesn't travel to the past. Only your future self can do that. All right, so. Imagine a figure eight, the number eight. The number eight represents your past and your future. Let's say that your past is down the bottom. That, that, the, the bottom half of the circle that represents your past, your Future represents the top circle. You're putting them circles together, that's the past and that's the future. What intersect them, what intersects them, what 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 brings them together is your present. That's the X in the middle. Or that's where the lines cross one another. So being in that present, being in, in, in a present right now, our future and our past are happening simultaneously. And we experience it in our present. Our present is a combination of our past and our future happen simultaneously that's what our present is our future is a complete removal from the present you you are now into a future you that you've never been before so because you've never been that before and it's constantly evolving. That is what the future. That's what the future is. That's what the future self is. Uh, I hope I'm making sense. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to simplify the complexity of observing this and this reality. I'm trying to put it into words, and sometimes. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, so I, I hope I'm not losing you. I, I hope you're following me because if you are, it's so powerful. It's so interesting. It it, it will it'll be a, it'll be the best TV show you can ever watch. If if you can really feel and understand what I'm saying. We're at the intersection of the number eight, which is two circles on top of each other. One representing the past, one representing the future. Now, if you bring the past and the present, I mean the past and the future, into your present, 
before the future happens, you'll alter your present, which means that, <clears throat> excuse me, your present will create another circle, which is a whole different symbol. The number eight with a circle in the middle of it. Or three circles acting as one. Your past, your present, your future all becoming one will look like a complete circle. So you have a duality of past, present, and future happen simultaneously in two different realms. In this earthly realm, we have a past, present, and future, but then our, but our etheric selves also has a past, present, and future that we perceive, even though it doesn't exist in the ethers because there's no conception of time. We perceive our etheric past, present, and future here in this earthly reality. And it merges with our past, present, and future. And if it's not organized, it becomes very overwhelming because it will activate dormant emotions or increasing uh, simmering emotions you might have some emotions just like simmering right at the right at the top just ready to manifest themselves but when they, if they get help boom not only do they manifest themselves they blow the lid off the pot the energy just that powerful that's the energy we in right now with the pandemic uh, with the coronavirus very powerful energy. That's why things from the past seem like they're happening and again, but but in a much different way because the past is being altered by the future to create a new present reality. And while all of that is happening in our world, it's also happening to us energetically on an ind in the individual uh, on an individual level because all of us have a universe inside of us that's now being altered because of a global paradigm shift. Ours is the coronavirus. But your coronavirus inside of your universe could be generational trauma. It could be hurt. It could be pain. It could be anger. It could be an unresolved issue from your past, something that happened to you as a child, someone that you want revenge on, somebody that pissed you off, or you know, somebody. I mean, it's just whatever your pandemic is happening inside of you right now. It's affecting your emotions. And it's dictating your behavior. But it's also creating your reality because that's what you attract into your life. 
And it's interesting how the coronavirus is showing empaths how to not get not get infected by negative energy just in other people in the, in the, in the world the coronavirus got everybody wearing masks got to keep it real 100 with you <laughs> um the mask is not doing what they say it's supposed to do uh, I wear the mask. I comply with it because that's just the reality we in right now. But I do also do understand that there's dangers to wearing a mask. And there's also a placebo effect that could be very dangerous. So it's interesting that that's one of the one of the things that I've noticed that could be this happening in our world, it could also be applicable to self-mastery. Like what mask are you wearing in in your life and in your self-development that you believe is protecting you but could actually be harming you? Coronavirus is teaching us social distancing. That became a, a trending word. But in my universe, I've always practiced social distancing. It just seemed like everybody else is catching up to it because of the shadow impact effect that's happening where we're kind of like switching roles now. You're finding more impacts acting like other people and other people acting more like empaths. It's like people are switching personalities because the energy exchange is so powerful. It can have you acting exactly like whatever environment you in. And I experienced that firsthand because the universe guided me to actually be around more people than your than normal than than I'm I'm usually around. People who know me know that I am a uh, very, very isolated person. I deal with society and people as minimally as I possibly can. If you could call me antisocial, you could call me an introvert, you could call me a hermit, you could call me a monk, whatever you want to call me. Whatever label you want to put on me, you can put on me, and you're probably right by your definition. But I know the dangers of being a very powerful empath and being surrounded by a lot of negative energy. I know how dangerous that could be. So anytime that I engage with people, I'm also learning how to protect my energy but at the same time be open to experience their energy without being negatively affected by it because to me that's what we're supposed to be we're supposed to be learning people 
because you among people as an empath. But it's kind of like as an empath, as a as a person on a journey of self-mastery, you're going to find yourself contradicting yourself a lot. And you're going to find yourself being very hypocritical. A lot. How can you not be if you're constantly growing? If you constantly, every moment of every day is a opportunity for new growth. That's, that's the energy I'm at 24-7. It doesn't shut off. It increases. Everything is about my healing. Everything is about my self-mastery. Everything is about my self-love. Everything is about my creativity. Everything is about my mental health. Everything about uh, my spiritual well-being. That's just something that I'm completely submerged in. I'm overwhelmed with it because I recognize it as abundance and not being um, overwhelmed by waters and drowning. That's an interesting thought. Two people in the water completely submerged. One is so afraid and so so scared because they've been brainwashed into believing that being underwater is a death sentence. So they 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 feel like they drowning. The other person is, is in such alignment with universal truth and and, and source understanding. They re they recognize that they're changing the molecular structure of their environment and they're floating. They're levitating. They're submerged in abundance. Two different people, two different mindsets, two different experiences. Both in both submerged in water, but one drowns, the other one floats. The other one succeeds. The other one prospers. And this is what I've been witnessing during this pandemic. Some people are prospering. And they're prospering in a way they've never prospered before. I am one of those people. Because of just the 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 the, the nature of his of how it affected the whole world, the coronavirus simultaneously took a lot from me, but also gave me so much in return that I don't even miss the stuff that was taken from me. <clears throat> I lost I lost my crib during the corona coronavirus. My apartment building was taken over by new and uh by new managers who immediately gave everybody 90 day notices to move out because they was re, re uh, remodeling the building charging higher charging higher rent and <clears throat> giving all the tenants first crack at them knowing they can't afford them so everybody got to move <clears throat> excuse me i remember the energy in the building was very sad some people were very angry some people were very confused but it was a lot of anger i remember feeling it and that's when I first noticed that, uh-oh, something just got through my, 
something just got through my defenses. Why am I feeling the energy of the building and being affected by it? See that that that's the key. I can feel your energy. I'm just not affected by it. But I, but now I'm feeling the whole apartment building's energy, and it's affecting me. And I started going, whoa, wait a minute. That's interesting. Why is it affecting me? And then I'm like, okay, now I got the answer. Now I know what's happening. See, because I'm going to have to revisit my homeless experience again. Just for a little while. Because... We, we're having a pandemic and a lot of things are shut down and locked down and a lot of things are very hard to obtain right now. And me trying to find an apartment in Los Angeles during the pandemic just wasn't happening. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to find a good apartment, affordable apartment in Los Angeles before the pandemic. But add the pandemic to it, phew, it was it was it was non-existent. It was brutal. I see. I would visit different forums where people are talking about. It. It's like a lot of people is in my situation where, oddly enough, uh, you had to find a new place to live during the pandemic. Some people got evicted. Some people. Um, they was in, in the process of moving anyway. They just, you know, they, they couldn't change it. Then the virus hit. And, uh, I mean, it was just like a very interesting observation of a lot of people experiencing the ripple effects of this paradigm shift. So I, I, was, I was never afraid. I was never, oh, my God, no, no. I'm like, oh. It's going to be different. This is going to be different because I did it once before, overcame homelessness. I said, I wonder how long it's going to take me this time. Because the first time, it took me, it took me years. I said, this time, it should take me months. If I've evolved, right, if I've gotten stronger, Okay, challenge accepted. This is how I went into this whole pandemic. <clears throat> I dove right in like it was a swimming pool because I recognized the power of it. And if you dive into it head first and you just start allowing yourself to go with the flow of the current of the energy and stop swimming against it, it's going to take you to a real powerful and beautiful place. But it'll be very unknown and very scary. So that's when you got to trust your intuition. All of these things that I'm practicing right now, I knew to practice because of my download in September. And 
you preparing yourself for something doesn't always mean that the preparation is going to be be solid or even effective. And a lot of my preparation wasn't effective. So I had to immediately change it. Like Master Bruce Lee said, peace is best to be upon them. Be like water. Because the more you're like water, the more you, you can go with the flow of energy rather than going against the current of it. And I found myself just going with the flow of this energy right now. And it's taking me some real beautiful and powerful places. But the first place it took me was being surrounded by a bunch of people who I did not know with all these different energies and egos going through challenges. I, I, I was thrown right in an environment like that when the new owners... Uh, had everybody move out the building. I wasn't even mad at that. That was fascinating. I'm like, wow, that's that's one thing I'm definitely gonna mess with is real estate in Los Angeles because um, there's a lot of people who make a, a great living over here in real estate, and it's a lot of nonprofits who. Whole, whole have buildings and they they're able to house a lot of homeless people so real estate is something i'm definitely definitely um going to pursue or have been pursuing silently uh since i've been here and just seeing how you can buy an apartment building and just move everybody out they paying their rent on time, not moving them out because they being evicted, moving them out because you wanna re you wanna remodel it to to ask get more money. That blew me away. I, I wasn't mad at that. I was fascinated by that. I'm like, wow, that's business. <laughs> that's business. I see that now. I see there's certain things in business that you will have to do that on the surface may seem very unpopular with people and they'll label you. And a lot of people had a lot of labels for the new owner. I thought the new owner was cool. Young dude. Making making major moves. He had came, introduced himself, apologized. Like, yeah, apologize. You're doing business. I asked him a couple, some business questions. Anytime I see anybody doing what what I'm I'm being guided to do, if they're going to lend me any tips or or take time to to answer my questions, that's a blessing, and I'll, I'll absorb it. I'll just I'll ask my question, be silent, just listen to you. You know, so I did that with him and it really got me very energized to start a new business because my old business is closed because I work from home. So when I had to leave my, my crib, I also had to close my business. And 
find me a, find me a new crib so I can restart my business. Well, all of that happened. All that happened within uh, six months. Yeah, within six months. And the the current that I rode to get here, I wouldn't have been able to get here had I not had this current to ride. So as I've been extremely blessed in many ways, I have also been very challenged in other ways because when you're going through a homeless experience, but you're not carrying low vibratory energy with you, that's mastery. I didn't carry any low vibratory energy with me when um, I had my second homeless experience, or my first, for that matter. Because uh, being homelessness, being homeless was one of my greatest fears. Because growing up as a child, I always had that comfort of having a roof over my head. I knew where my, first, uh, my next meal was going to come from. I had clothes. Um, but a lot of my community... And a lot of my friends didn't. They didn't have that. My heart always went out to them. So I would always do whatever I could for them. But at the same time, me interacting with them and being an empath, I started feeling their fears of being homeless. You know, I could feel that they want to, you know, just knock on it someone's door even if they don't know them they're saying please this is a terrible experience please let me live with you i can feel that energy so that energy that i got from them having that experience made me experience it in my mind and that became a a fear a real fear of mine to experience that like they do on a daily basis because you you're not a, you're not worrying or you're not suffering because you think you may be homeless. You are homeless. You you have no house, no home, no apartment, no roof over your head. You out in the elements. You out amongst the people. You are also out amongst the social elements. And you got to protect yourself. You got to be aware. You have to be sharp. You have to have a a worldly IQ to go through homelessness. Especially during a pandemic. And these are these are the these are the crazy things that my life has me experiencing that I absolutely love because it, it would make a great movie. Some of the stuff that I go through. Um all of it really. I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it real one hundred. I got a dope life. <laughs> I got a dope life. And 
it's the perfect life for me because I'm a very creative person. So I always like to create these crazy worlds in my head where my characters have these crazy experiences that, that help them become masters. I love stories like that. I think every story or anything I did creatively, it might follow that same principle because that's just something that I used to fantasize about when I was a child. I had a rough childhood, but I had a great childhood. And it was amazing because we grew up in poverty, but I didn't know it was in poverty until we got older. That's that's the amazing energy and foundation that my parents, my mother, peace best be upon her, and my father, love, light, and healing to him, that's the beautiful energy that they created to make our house a home. Wow, I went way off. I don't even remember what I was saying. And and that's cool. Now normally I can I can bring it back real quick, but I, I've I've noticed recently um some of my skills aren't as sharp as they used to be. And that's not a negative thing because that's telling me that you have to sharpen your skills up. You have to sharpen your weapons up right now because this is a whole new level you're on. This is a whole new experience that's happening. We're in a paradigm shift. You have to change some things quick. And I've been doing it. Sometimes I'll question it or challenge it. But for the most part, I'll acquiesce. And I've been slowly becoming a whole different person. And the beautiful thing about it is while I'm being transformed, through challenges that the universe is putting me through, while I'm being transformed by those challenges, I'm also living the life that I imagined that I would live or hoped that I would live when I was a child. Because the veil is so thin right now and I'm allowing my future self to travel my past for me. See, when my future self visit my past, it can only see the future or the betterment of my trauma. But when my present tries to visit the past, my present gets stuck in that emotion of that trauma. And then that becomes, then bring it back into the present. So again, I say the, the only one of yourselves that can truly safely travel back to your past is your future self. 
because your future self will see the greatness that this in you at the time of you experiencing trauma. We've all experienced trauma. It's, it's very disempowering. It's very, it hurts. It's painful. It makes you angry, frustrated. I mean, you go through a lot of emotions. Think about that. Trauma puts you through all the low vibratory emotions. It's like a, it's like a tour. <laughs> Trauma takes you through all those low vibratory uh, um, emotions. Then it keeps making you feel them. Because there's so many things that was attached to those, that trauma, it could trigger you. It could be something somebody say, uh, something somebody did, a certain smell, a certain food, a certain song, a certain phrase, a certain feeling. I mean, anything. It could trigger you and you right back into the past of that trauma and bring it into your present. I don't allow my present self to visit my past anymore. Only my future self can do that. Because future self isn't going to go there and feel those emotions because future self has perfectly shielded itself from emotions, those negative emotions, and, and having it affect it them internally my future self observed those emotions and now is able to help and serve and heal and that's the lesson that I've been learning through this pandemic that's what I that's why I was guided to have a, a second homeless experience it was much different than the first one much different um, the first one, I was sleeping on concrete homeless. This one, I was in between housing homeless. I stayed at a hotel a couple of times. Um, I went in a hospital for a while. The... The pandemic forced me to address some health challenges that I was having that hadn't been addressed. So I spent some time in the hospital, um, came out a new man. All this is happening during the pandemic. So it's like the backdrop is, you know, people wearing masks and shields and socially distancing and gloves. And it's, 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 it's just very interesting. And I was in a whole new city. I was in Long Beach. Why was I on Long Beach? Because, like I said earlier, I couldn't find no apartments in Los Angeles and within my budget. And um, then I had a thought for the first time. I said, well, maybe I should look for an apartment outside of uh, Los Angeles. I hadn't had that thought before. I love Los Angeles. Um, 
that's like that's my second home but it's very congested <laughs> it's very fast paced it's very expensive uh and it's very noisy <laughs> all these are not complaints it's just it is what it is it's like when um if someone's calling me on the phone they they're tripping off of my background noise like there's a lot of stuff happening at one time you might hear a fire engine going one way and a police car going the other way and a helicopter flying overhead and gunshots all at the same time. <laughs> but that just became something I became uh, used to. It, it's like the sounds of Los Angeles. I, I would go to sleep with that madness. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. I was so impacted by my environment that if it was quiet, I was like, something wrong. It's too quiet. I, I would get up because I'm not hearing any noise. And another one of my greatest fears that I had to uh, face that's no longer a fear was getting sucked into a vortex while I was sleeping. As funny as that may sound, that was a real thing for me. Because I know they exist. I know portals exist. I know that I don't sleep. I time travel or cosmically travel. And if I don't arrive back in my body fully reju rejuvenated, when I wake up, I'll wake up tired. I could have slept 12 hours. And I wake up completely tired and drained because I was cosmically traveling. And because I cosmically travel, sometimes things can be created in this reality when you come back into your body and you can alter things and put things here that doesn't belong. And in one of my con incarnations, I saw, I saw that happening to me. I created a vortex and got sucked in it. And the thing about getting sucked in the vortex is you have no control over where you go. <laughs> None. It can take you anywhere. Anywhere. Now there is a realm called hell that people who believe in it has created. And because you're a powerful creator, you create the very things that you are speaking about, that you believe about, that, that you believe in, if you believe you're going to a hell, then you have to create a hell for you to go to. I don't I haven't created a hell. I'm in hell. I'm experiencing hell and alchemizing it. I don't believe in that concept of going to, to a hell. But you get sucked in the vortex, guess where your ass can wind up? It can drop you right in hell. The vortexes are no joke. <laughs> so that's that was one of my greatest fears. Like I think it started when I was in um, elementary school. Yeah, I saw my first portal when I was in elementary school.
and I understood I intuitively understood and knew what it was and it terrified me to be taken from this reality and going in, 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 into another reality but you don't know what where that real what that reality is that terrified me so because that terrified me I in, invertedly became a traveler so I can learn where all these different dimensions and worlds are so just in case I create a vortex by mistake and I get sucked into one, it might drop me someplace I'm familiar with. So I, I started doing that elementary school. And see, for me, that, that would make a great TV show because what little kid is sitting up there and <laughs> what little kid is sitting up there thinking like that in school? <laughs> but that's that's the reality I grew up in. I mean that 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 was that was my thinking. I got introduced to the ethers very early, as I've said many times, very early. And it's always been my go-to for information and guidance and wisdom. I'll go to the ethers and and with which what that means is I'll go to self before I go outside of myself for answers. It's automatic for me. But it's also mindful. So when I went to the ethers and I went to the universe. Oh yeah, let me let me put this disclaimer in here real quick. Um Me doing this podcast is a alternative way that I would I would love to engage and interact with people when it comes to alchemy. Yeah, the podcast isn't me doing this isn't the ideal way for me to do it, but it has to suffice for now. So with that being said. I'm being aware of time. I'm being aware of, you know, the limitations and, you know, having to put all of this information and all of this, these downloads into a box. I'll start a topic, get off topic and never revisit that topic again (laughs) uh, during the shows. That's going to start. That's going to be happening a lot because, like I said, right now I'm in transition in, in my life. And I, I loved it. I used to be very on point with that, but I'm forgiving myself right now. So I might, I might say something you're very interested in hearing, go on to something else and don't revisit that. And I apologize. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm doing, I'm really doing the best that I can. <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can because I'm having so much fun riding this wave that when I speak about it, many times I'll get lost in thought and I might be more silent than usual. But if you've listened to me before, you might think this, oh, you always, you always done this. To me, it's, it's different. I don't know. It might be, I might be tripping, but for me, I think I pause in between my, my, my thoughts a little bit longer 
I used to pride myself on being like a boomerang conversationalist where if I put out a topic or I say something, I'll come right back and, re- you know, finish it. I haven't been as sharp when doing that. And like I said, I'm forgiving myself because I'm just speaking through spirit right now. I'm just allowing whatever comes out to come out. I'm thinking less about a show format and just allowing myself to express and that's what I've learned to do by exploring my emotions and feeling this global emotion, these global emotions. I was able to alchemize it into feeling it so deeply where it actually became an immunity or Uh, alchemized state it transforms into something else into understanding and, and, and into enlightenment wow alright I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up for for this this episode this show this one on one and yeah, I'll be back again next week or, or the week after. I don't know. I'm just really, really enjoying life right now. And I'm really enjoying decoding all these powerful messages that the universe is speaking to us to aid us in our self-mastery and to aid us in us flourishing through this pandemic instead of being diminished by it. But we'll wrap some more about it. Till next time. Peace.